Welcome to an episode of Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. I'm Jay. I'm MJ. It's officially winter here in Kentucky, which is fucking stupid for two reasons. Winter because it snowed last night for no fucking reason. And also because we re-elected Rand Paul, which is fucking stupid. However, there is a bright spot. What's the bright spot, MJ? You came in real hot today. Well, you're wearing a t-shirt that says vote, so I feel like I should say something. Oh, well, I was like, damn, like, like I was, like we were talking all happy before this, and then finally you're just like, by the way, pessimistic. No, it's not pessimistic. We There's a bright spot. What's the bright spot? Uh, it's Thanksgiving in a week. It was no, Veterans Day, and we had a long about weekend. about voting. I was getting there. Oh. I was, calm down. I'm I mean, trying not, to get not everybody, some le- not, not everybody do Thanksgiving. I'm trying to give some levity to I'm the fine. situation. I'm in a good mood. You're the one who 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 who's, who are projecting onto me. So what is the win? We in Kentucky as a collective, yes, turned down Amendment Number Two. Yes, which was to uh, was it to add um, abort was it, to, was to to outlaw to outlaw abortion in our constitution and we said nah kid nah kid so that's really super exciting um i know that it was not necessarily split but you know it wasn't like an overwhelming win but it was a win but it's it's still like i said it's a win and it counts and it shows that our populace agrees yeah. it was a stupid decision yeah it's, it's like okay i want to leave it up to the states okay well let's just let's just tell you how we feel about this bullshit exactly um which is cool because for me personally as i've always said people are like what do you what do you get out of it and i'm like look all the women really in my life are kind of past that childbearing age but you know what it does not matter to me they should be able to have make their own decisions it is not up to me to decide what people can do with their bodies people women whoever whoever not my decision. That's on you. That's up to you. I need to do more research here because, and again, and this is my dad, who is a hard, like, I don't want to get into like into it, into it, but like my dad is, is a hard right wing Republican. Like he sides with the majority of that 95% of the time. Um, With this one though, he eloquently put, he goes, I don't believe in it, but I can't believe in extremes. If you don't give a caveat for when it's medically necessary and all mm-hmm. these other mm-hmm. He goes, I can't get behind a hard yes or no. Yeah, that's the point. And I'm like, that's a reasonable stance. Yeah, it's like, if you don't want one, don't get one. Exactly. I mean, it's not, it's, 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 you, you, will never, you will never know if the person next door to you, ha, ha, they could have 40 abortions. I mean, hopefully not, obviously. But like, they could have 40 abortions. You would never have known. It doesn't affect you. It has nothing to do with you. Well, and, and to my point, I need to do more research because... I, Looking into this law, outlawing anything, and you have to define then what is a child. I know people who have to go through IVF and have to like artificially and, and have to have help because they can't conceive on their own. All of those eggs, like embryos they create, if they don't take, are all those abortions technically? I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there because that's, that's where this is all a slippery slope. So and then, I, need to do more, gonna, I need to do more research. We won't even go there with that. But like, because like, 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 a hard no, like that, that's where I need more research on the hard no's. Yeah, I'm like, Slippery slope. We're not even going there. Yes. But I hope you all voted. Yes. Um, Thank you if you did. Because uh, there's, there's some tight some tight races out there. Um, obviously, we I, I know you and I both being more Democrat or whatever. But regardless of that, um, regardless of who wins on some, a lot of these races are very tight. So mm-hmm. it really is getting to a point where like vote, your vote does matter. Your vote really counts. So um, hopefully everybody exercised that right. Um, so docket today. Um, we are going to talk about a lot of stuff that MJ hasn't experienced yet on accident. <laughs> it's it's okay, um, but we're talking about it that like 
on the day that I'm planning to experience it. We just yeah. record early, and yeah. I haven't had the chance to do it. So we're, we're, we're going to touch on uh, the new God of War. We know we're a TV podcast. We can't not talk about God of War. We've been looking um, forward to this for months. We're going to talk about uh, a spoiler, a very spoiler-free uh, kind of my thoughts on Wakanda Forever. Which I'm going to see um, today, like pretty much and, right after this podcast. And then we're going to um, we have a new TV Party of Three uh, reboot edition. Uh, because the series that we're uh, reviewing today is called Reboot yes. from FX by way of Hulu or yes. Hulu by way of FX. Exactly. Hulu via Visa V's uh, <laughs> FX, however you want to call it. Hulu X. Um, so first, we can we can jump in quickly to God of War. Yes. Um, I've played it for about four hours. God uh, of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok is yes. what I'm calling it. As I've, okay, and as I do, please, spoiler free, I, I literally I mean, have been... Game. There's no real spoiler. But I've, I've been avoiding reviews let's plays thoughts mm-hmm. about it I, I i don't want to know anything i want to go in blind because then i why have are you let me talk about it then no no, no like like I, I've, I've seen the trailers so i know like odin's in it thor's in it i know you go to all the different realms i like i, I know small parts mm-hmm. i don't know the story Oh, I haven't, I haven't been in it long enough to know the story yet. So, as I don't ruin like big plot, like, oh, by the way, an hour and a half in, you meet blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I don't want to know that. I'm not going to. Okay, thank you. I'm just, I'm just putting out there. Like, I, I, this is the game I was waiting for. Well, then, what, 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 it, for me being four or five hours in, what would your, what would your, what would your questions be then? Okay. So, all the reviews I've seen from like IGN and other I people. You gonna, I thought you said you weren't looking at reviews. But no, no, they're, they're pre-release reviews. Like they're like, oh. yeah, they're like, here's what our thoughts are on based off of like the quick demos they played. Mm, mm. Everyone's giving like 10 out of 10s. Okay. I believe they gave the original one a 10 out of 10. Okay. So they're saying it is at least equivalent in quality to the old remake, the, the Ragnarok Norse God mythology God of War. Okay. Would you agree with that? No. And I don't think it's, and I'm, I'm not going to, and, and the reason being, the reason being is like, am, am I excited to play this? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I say no, still with 100% excitement of playing this game. Okay. Um, It is familiar. It's like, Ooh, I, I mean, okay. that's the thing. It's like, it's like, I think that's the good thing about it. You kind of fell I right into it. I also think, yeah, I also think that's kind of what makes this less of a 10 out of 10 for me personally. Okay. Because it's it's good that it's familiar. It's like I mean, am, am I excited to hear Christopher Judge's like, like grum like roar? Yes, obviously, because um, that is a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it 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 does fall into that. It almost feels like I think because I'm like I would expect this four years later to at least be graphically superior. I'll say that that's number one. It's it looks good, but it looks the same the, to me. Well, and the thing is, they gave. I think the original one was able to be played in 4K, where this the PS5s for sure can play in 4K. So it wasn't. It was like a you're either stretching the capabilities of your system or you're just getting the norm. But it should be about equivalent. Right. Was, I expected yeah. a little. I expected more. Okay. I expected it to be like to be. It maybe they're just trying to keep the same looks for consistency's sake. But I was like, okay, but but that, that is a small small. Yeah. All these things I'm pointing out are, are extremely nitpicky things. Okay. I would expect it to have been graphically slightly better. I would have expected to see a difference. A, a, a noticeable raised, difference. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, I think that 
it it when I say familiar, it's familiar because I'm able to go, I'm able to jump right back in with Mimir. I'm able to jump right back in with with Atreus. I'm able to jump right back in with, you know, with, with Kratos. And that is kind of cool. They do a little they give you a little recap of what's going on before you start the game, which is really nice. Good. And it really does like start off with a really cool with, with a really cool bang. And which is good because you're like, oh, I have these characters. I just have to relearn, you know, what my buttons do, and I'm great. Yeah. But that's also kind of the bad thing about it because as soon as we started, as soon as I started going around, you start seeing, you know, the red chests that you open up. And it's. Which it's, is a standard for God of War. Which is fine. It just felt transplant. And see, but to be fair, I haven't, I've never played any other game with God of War oh, games. Yeah, that, that's a standard for all of them. Which is, I, I just expected a little bit more nuance maybe some maybe just slightly different as far as it goes it almost feels like i'm like what did you do for four years it it, it for me they but made the other is, realms this is a full-fledged game also yes. which which i learned it's not like just like some dlc bullshit no so i think for me i think would i say that it's on the same level as the other one so far being five hours in yeah do I do I think I, I just think there are certain small things where I'm like I just wish I just wish you had done a couple little things like make it like like if they had just made it just a little bit more realistic maybe just like the graphic I think I'm more about the graphics really but it's still like am I like enjoying it it's already a challenge five hours in I'm already challenged what level of difficulty did you choose normal whatever medium was okay you or did, no, you, no it, it was like it said I think it said give me story give me something give me balance give me God of War. And then give me something else. There's like, five levels. I was like, give me God of War is the most difficult. I know. That. I don't think it was in, in this menu. Oh, they have one over that. I think there was one over, one over it. Um, but I could also be wrong about that. Um, okay. I just chose what was in the middle. I chose give me balance. Okay. Uh, and with that, I was already like, I think it's because it's just it's just getting used to it. Also, I've been playing Gotham Knights. Okay. And it's and it's when you're when you're in a game that 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 makes you fight. Yeah. It's a whole different button system, and it's me getting used to that. Exactly. I was like, "What is wrong?" I'm like, "Oh, I have to retrain Marine." But, but am I like, am I like, am I wanting to go play it exactly as soon as we get? Yes, I want to go home and play it right so now. So then, let me ask them: not not story based, but I know that they have talked about in previews and other things in reviews uh, that you get to visit all the different realms, not just the ones from the previous game. Have you visited a new realm? Five hours in. Have you visited something that's not Niflheim? Yes, uh, okay. I have. Okay. Yeah, I have. Cool. Um, but yeah, you should be excited. I'm dying. Like I'm literally like, okay, we just need to like get this done so I can go play. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about Wakanda Forever. Yes. Um, this so, I don't care if you spoil it, but if, if, a little bit more. So I went and I'm saw it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, with my sister, they ran out of theater because they extra. You fancy. And they and I, for, I forget that going to see movies with a collection of black folks is like it depends what kind of movie goer you are if you enjoy reactions if you re, if you enjoy a reactionary audience <laughs> then it's something that you would enjoy i don't enjoy a reactionary audience i like to sit and i want to say i like to sit in silence i mean if, if it's a comedy yes we should all laugh and giggle and stuff like yeah that. i get it but i think like in the moments that are dramatic it breaks my it breaks me if there's like a very reactionary response that is outside of like um like if there's like a uh like a ooh girl like i'm like like, do we need that? I, I want to say but something, it's, but it, but it makes me laugh. It's funny to go see see with the collection of people that I, I about you and I knew none of these people, and they're all so like 
oh, girl, did you see that? Did you see that? And I was like, uh, yeah, I saw that girl. You know, so it's kind of like, it's in my element. But then later I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, we really do like, you can't put us, you can't put us in a, in a theater together. All I'm saying, you can't put us in a theater together. Well, I was going to say like, you said earlier, it was like 40 people. So that actually wasn't like a decent size amount of people in the theater. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's, that's definitely a crowd. I mean, you can get a good mix of people yeah. in a 40 group. 40 person group. As a collective of, 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 of majority black people, you know, we like to react. Um, and we are outward reactors, uh, which, which is, which is kind of funny, but the movie itself, mm-hmm. um, I, what would your questions be? Um, so again, this one, I, I, the big spoiler is, and I don't want to know who becomes the new black Panther. Don't tell me that. Obviously don't tell me that. Yeah. I think, I think, you, I think there's, there's guesses that kind of like, so you know, I, 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 I think I know who it's going to be. I think it's going to be his sister. Don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, but that's, that's my guess. Um, I know Ironheart is in this one. The girl who kind of is supposed to be like the new Iron Man. Okay, is she a big part of the show? Um, I'll start with. I'll tell you that, I, that this this was an this was an A minus for me. This movie was an A minus, which is a big praise for you. Um, and, and and this is coming from I think the other one was like near perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, is Ironheart a big part of this movie? I think that that was one of the downfalls. Okay. I was one because I because I know that's the that, new, they had to introduce her for her show coming out. So I know which which I don't know what big big part means that I be, that character felt a little shoehorned in. I think, and that's what I was worried about because again, they have in, the new Disney Plus. In show. my opinion, did I was I intrigued by this character? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I know we can't really talk about realism or things that are realistic in a in a superhero movie. Yeah, but there were a couple things where I was like. I mean, this is a this is this is fully. I was like, this is fully off the rails a little bit for me right now. Like, okay. I just didn't. I was like, mm. uh, and I also I really enjoyed um, Namor. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the actor's name. I don't want to just call him Namor, but I I thought that that was I thought that character was very cool. Well, so in the comic books, he's supposed to be a huge asshole. His name is uh, Tenoch Huerta. Okay. Uh, Jose, he's got five names. Jose Tenoch Huerta Mejia. So I would assume he, he is Hispanic. He is a Mexican actor. Okay, very. So cool. he is Mexican, which I like that they that that um that world is kind of based in uh kind of Mexican American. It looks culture. as Texy. Yes, yes, yes. But I thought that that was I thought, I thought that story was, was interesting. I thought that they that some of the time they gave to Ironheart should have been diverted to time with them to give them a more fleshed out story right. yes i also think that obviously you do know that it's that they're water people yes because they're from atlantis is the, is the i gist. will say that i think and i could be just rethinking it i think that the underwater elements of this movie looked leaps and bounds better than it did in aquaman which is which is which I will wait to judge, but but Aquaman was also years ago. Technology yes. moves very fast. I agree, but I but it looked it didn't look as cartoony and weird. Again, to I, me. we had a conversation that DC needs better graphic designers or gra- like graphic but that animators. Was years ago, I agree to say if if the, if this could come out uh, five years ago, who knows what it would have looked like. Well, but even but, like Adam had some like iffy graphics. Like it, it still hasn't gotten to the level. I think some of the better what had iffy graphics. Black Adam. I didn't think so. But I just, the, the I just, thought the, I just thought the devil dude was was stupid. Yes, looking, that's that's what saying. I was getting at. Um, but overall, I thought it was 
it was it was a really it was a really great tribute yeah um to Chadwick Boseman and Did to that character cry? oh there's definitely tears okay I, but I, but I, I do think it, it still is like even with the minor complaints, I still think it's to me it's the it's the most successful Marvel thing this mm-hmm. whole entire year. Um, I'm sure it will be. I would all I would honestly argue that it's 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 top five of ah. of Marvel movies because this is we know Marvel movies to be a lot of fighting and stuff like that and there yeah. is a, there is a, there is there is that in there but it's less it's more balanced I feel like so I like the perspective the director who's made these last two Black Panther movies takes and I'm Ryan I'm, Coogler yes I think he's gonna do a great job with this one yeah I, I I thought it was I still walked away being extremely satisfied and when you give and I, I will say cause you are very judgmental when it comes to marvel more than others so i feel like when you give it an a minus that's a normal person's a plus yeah i maybe maybe i would agree with that yeah i feel like you are a little bit more critical about them yeah and and, and it's not it's not the black vote you guys it, it's not the black vote but one cool thing about this movie is i didn't even realize it until afterwards is that this movie is black women it is Queen Ramonda. It is Shuri. It is Okoye. It is like just black. Like the five main characters are all black women, and Let's I was, go. And that to me is super cool. I will not forget about Winston Duke, who is amazing as Mbaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, just great. Like this man presence. Oh yeah. All of, like just His comedic drips, timing. Oozes, oh yeah. Oozes it. Uh, but I didn't think I realized afterwards that this movie was like there was no male main character it was five three or four or five like main black female strong actresses and when i tell you that angela bassett you beat me to my next question but like this bitch like they didn't they didn't use one of my complaints about the original black panther was they didn't use her enough Mm -hmm. this one they gave her her fucking due she was she was uh i knew it in the trailer but they really do give her a ton of screen time in this one. Tons. Thank God. I, you beat me to my next question. I was like, did they use the asset they didn't use in the last one? Yeah. And you got me there. She, ugh. Angel Bassett is like. Should I say I, the Bassett? I, hmm? can, I, can, I, can I, you know, punly say, did they use the Bassett they didn't use in the last episode, last like movie? That. You don't? Two okay. out of ten. Dang. Thanks, though. Okay. Uh, but yes, she. Uh, was amazing in, in in this. She, I, I, I'm, I'm like, if we, she should get an Oscar for this. It, she's that oh, good in it. Okay, to me. tell me less. Tell me less. I need to go. So, like, so we're good. So, yes. I'm excited for you. Oh, you got me even um, more pumped. Yeah. So now, you guys, let's move to our new segment, TV Party of Three. I need new audio for this, like a new like intro. Button. I know we gotta figure it out. Okay. Uh, reboot edition. So, why don't you tell us what what what, what we're what our Party of Three is going to contain today? So today, and for those of you, because this is our second party of three, real quick rundown. We are picking three each uh-huh, uh-huh. TV shows mm-hmm. uh, that fit the category. Last week, we did three TV shows. Superhero edition. Yes, we did three. Uh, it wasn't TV shows, but we picked three superheroes that cur- don't currently have a TV show that we would want to see have a TV show. Mm-hmm. This week, we are reviewing re- Reboot. So we are doing a three choices of TV shows. And they can be as old or new as you want, but three TV shows that are currently not airing that we would like to have rebooted. Right. And I found this very difficult. It is difficult. It is. It is. And 
Now that you said you've had a difficult, I'm gonna make you go first. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> every single thing I came up with are these shows that are just classics mm-hmm. in my mind, mm-hmm. but they're classics because of the actors and the quality. And to redo them almost to me seems like a disservice, and I don't want to insult them. Then why would you do it? Because it's the first, and, and, and this is where I, I found it so hard because the first one that came to mind, and I don't think it would go well, was Golden Girls. But this is like this is one you that you would want to see, regardless I, I of any see, outside. I want thing. to see Golden Girls. Like I think it'd be funny to see Golden Girls now. Okay, but I feel like it would do a disservice to what Golden Girls was. I mean, that's that's, that's kind of the gamble with reboots. True, but Golden Girls was my first choice. Um, so my first choice was Golden Girls. <laughs> and you know why I picked Golden Girls? I was like, which one can I take from Jeremy because I know he's gonna have it. I'm like, it's because I'm. And I'm not one of those gays who absolutely adores. Yes. I'm just now, I'm just now watching Golden Girls for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought about Golden Girls, and I was thinking maybe it's a, maybe it's a different twist on it. Maybe it's not Golden Girls. Maybe it's I don't want to play the gay card. Maybe it's maybe it's three older gay men. I don't know something uh, like that. Yes, but, but like like a Golden Girls esque reboot, I think would be my first one. I think I would agree. Do I, do I need to pick something different? No, you. It's like we're, we're, if it's the same one, that's by coincidence. We don't talk about this beforehand. Yeah, we don't. So my thought was Golden Girls too. I think that could be really cool. Okay. So that's then my second one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Emily put this one in my head, and I can't get it out, so I'm going to give her credit. Mm-hmm. Three's Company. I never watched Three's Company. But my only concern is I don't know how they would physically. Or not physically, I don't know how they would work the story to make it a Three's Company story. So what happened in Three's Company? Was it just like they were just they were just roommates? It was two girls and then Chrissy and Janet. Yes. yes. And then the guy who lived Played with by them, John Ritter. Yes. Wasn't gay. For never watching it. <laughs> but yes, wasn't gay. But I guess the landlord or something had an issue with a guy living with women that wasn't like dating or married to them. So he acted gay. And it was like, oh, I'm just like one of the girls. And like whenever the landlord was there, but when he was gone, he was like a chauvinistic, I like to have sex with all the women. Like it was like very like. Like a womanizer? Not like a womanizer, but he was like very like the playboy. Is that what that show was about? You, look it up. Girl, I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I was, like I, we, we learned, learn me a little bit. Sh- share with me. Please, I did not know that's what Three's Company was about. I, unless I'm thinking of something else, I'm pretty sure that's the storyline. Is he's a guy who has who had no way of having other roommates, so he lived with. And when the landlord would come around, he would act gay. Um, well, this is when two single girls need a roommate to share their Santa Monica apartment. They decide to offer a room to the guy they find passed out in the bathtub after the going away party for their last roommate. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> Thanks. I don't. Okay, so maybe unless unless I'm thinking of a different show, I'm pretty sure like, and it was like an insinuated like, oh hey, how you doing? Because the landlord didn't like him living there. Let's see. Hold on. Let's let's do a synopsis. Um. So. So yes. Th- so this person, I think his name's Jack in the show. Yeah. He crashes their going away party. Um. Yes, however, overbearing landlord Stanley Roper refuses to allow unmarried men and women to live together in his apartment. He allows Jack to move in only after Janet tells him that Jack is homosexual. Yeah. (laughs) Although Stanley's wife Helen quickly figures out that Jack is straight, she trusts him with the girls and keeps the secret from Stanley who tolerates Jack but mocks him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, 
but that's that's where I don't know how you do that in today's society. But like, unless you just have like a conservative, yeah, like I don't know how you have like a somebody who's like I don't want women and men living together who aren't married. Like you, I don't know how you play that today. You could you could you could say this is a house that's like like let's say uh, the Chrissy and Janet characters like this is Chrissy's dad's house. Oh, and he pays yeah, yeah. for it, and he's very, very religious. And I think you can play it to be a little funny, but um, a little more like that, a little more grown up funny, right? Or you, 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 you can even flip it to say uh, maybe, maybe he's Christian. He doesn't like, he doesn't like, he doesn't like gay men. So Jack That's acts like straight. straight. Oh, I like it. TL trademark. Let's do it. I love that. Yeah, Three's Company. That's a good one. I feel- I, that was the one that was like okay, that got stuck in my head. Yeah, uh, I think for me, I think second, I, I go, I go a little bit older too. It is probably it's a show I've never, I've never ever watched, but I really think it would be cool to see in a way. I think, and my brain immediately went to Mash, even though I don't know what Mash is. It's like a proper military. Love Mash. Oh my god, I can talk to you about Mash for days. I'm like, you like so. What is what is Mash about? This because that was my brain. Military hospital. So pretty much, it is a. It was a movie that went into a show. Yeah. It is a military hospital, um, set up in the Korean War. Okay. But the whole thing is, it's the doctors, and the majority of the people who are in it are people who weren't enlisted. They were recruited because they were doctors, and it's their experience in the Korean War. Where they're never on the front lines, mm-hmm. but they see all the turmoil and everything else. Do you know what MASH stands for? Military. No. The no. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Yeah. I learned that on Only Connect recently, by the way. Okay. But uh, yes, I think that could be a cool like show. But like, 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 if I started naming like Klinger and Radar, like, do, like, do, does that mean nothing to you? Th- those that that starts to make sense to me. So Radar was in the majority of the, of the series. He was the assistant. He was a private radar, but he was the assistant to the colonel on base. Mm-hmm. And uncanny. Don't even know how. Before the radar would pick up the helicopters coming in with new patients, he'd be like, helicopters. And it's like randomly. It was, it was like, it was the joke of this. Like, oh. But like, and that's where he was radar because he would pick up things coming in before they would happen. Okay. And he did it every single time. Hmm. And then Klinger... He wanted to get out of the military, so he acted and wore dresses and acted like a woman and everything else to try to get dishonorably discharged for the entire series, pretty much. Okay. Like it's like it's funny. The movie is not great. I don't like the movie, but the show is hilarious. I'm very surprised that you that you know about that. I mean, look at you. Oh, I love Mash. You got you, look at you got having layers and shit. Uh, I got them old shows. Uh what about number three? This one I could not decide on. I I could not like I kept going back to because I didn't even think about Mash like that. I'm mad I didn't even think yeah, about that. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I've seen I've seen episodes of it obviously yeah, before, yeah. just like when I was a kid. But I was just like thinking of something that's old enough that you know you really could possibly translate in, in, into into the world today, possibly. Yes, I think could be really cool because nothing. No, I mean my my, my brain went to ER and I was like, we've already got enough fucking medical dramas. I can't mm-hmm. do it, even though I really love that show and it hasn't been gone that long in my opinion. Uh, but but yeah, I could do my third. Do do your third. My third is easy. You already okay. know what my third is. Go on, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was gonna say like, it. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I would love to see them try. I would love to see, and I would love to see them just redo it and like with today's like technology and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though it was still really good back then, 
I would love to see them redo it. I don't know if I would want them to recast the same exact characters. Okay. Um, obviously, Buffy would have to be the character, but I wonder, would we still want... I would want them to stay pretty true. Fair enough. But I'd want the story to just be different, I guess, if that makes sense. And when I say pretty true, I think I would want at least, at the very least, I would want them to have a Buffy character and a Giles character at the very least. I think they can do, I don't know if they need Angel, because that, that, that starts to go too mm-hmm. specific. Mm-hmm. And I think if you really wanted to keep it going, you could do Buffy, Giles, Xander, and Willow and stop there with those four. Okay. But I think you definitely have to have a Buffy and a Giles. Giles has to be British. That is non-negotiable. Can Giles be a lady? Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they change it and they go, it's uh, Buddy the vampire slayer maybe we have our first male one or something i don't know but i think that will be I, I, i'm not being serious buddy the vampire slayer let's, let's not but I, I think that's the point to leave it to leave it as a woman but i i think it'd be really cool to see them try that okay um so my third again i struggled the one i came down to was probably gilmore girls just because that is one i have on repeat and it's been mm. off the air for going on 10 to 12 years mm. they did have us the only thing that was the caveat that kind of like made me hesitate was they had in a kind of like a limited series reboot on netflix yeah. about eight years ago yeah and i was like is is it so still so recent that you can't recast these characters if it had been off the air back in 08 or whatever right, when, right. like when it originally was right I would have been like, cool, yes, reboot, we're about time, it's almost 20 years, blah, blah, blah. But because they had the one, like, six years ago, I'm like, it's still recent enough, does that count as being off the air long enough to need a reboot? I don't know. And it's just based about a mom, a single mom and her daughter, like, in, like, some shit town, right? It's, so, pretty much what it is, is uh, mom lived in controlling household with her rich parents. Yeah, I need that. Doesn't like them, got pregnant, parents were very disappointed, because she did not get along with them, she left to raise her daughter and be on her own because she was going to leave anyways. Um, and then it's her story of raising her daughter. And then her daughter ends up being like super intelligent, goes to all these private schools. Mm-hmm. She has to go get her grandparents or her parents to um, help pay for all these things so they get back in her life. But it's just hilarious that the three different generations of women, the Emily Gilmore, Lorelai Gilmore, and Rory Gilmore, how they interact. It's really funny. And then they bring in their friends and relationships along with it. Mm. but that's where i'm like i could see it and i could see you know recasting because a couple of the characters are classic and that's where i'm like i don't know if you could recast them because like they did so well with them you could you you could you could flip the script it wouldn't have to be like a i mean i don't want to like just keep gay washing or black washing but you you could you could make it you can make yeah. it a, a, a black family instead a wealthy True. black family you could definitely but that's almost make that yeah. switch and then keep it as a single mom or a single whatever you could even you could even change it and flip it, and make make it a dad and a and a and a and a, and a, and a son mm-hmm. or a dad and a daughter. Like you could really kind of take that story and translate it, but really switch it around and make it something slightly different. You know, that would be. I think you could. I think it'd be really cool if they did like a single dad and a, and a daughter. Like you keep the Rory part of it, yeah, where it's a girl, and then you you add on that extra layer of conflict because he's a man trying to raise a trying to raise trying to raise a little girl. In, I can see in, that in this in this thing without the help of his parents. And and that's and that's where again and the big point is I I did the two old ones with the Three's Company mm-hmm. and the so I thought I was like I need to do something more recent and yeah. that's why I land on, Gil- on Gilmore Girls but it's just is it too recent was where I was getting yeah. caught on Buffy was right right at fifteen twenty years so yeah cool all right yeah well you know what TV Party of Three reboot edition 
So stay tuned for our review of Reboot. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are taking a look at Hulu Original. Not brought to you by FX, but Hulu Original Reboot. Yeah, I really thought it was FX because it's a little, it's a little. I don't want to say the word racy because I'm not like, you know, this is the 1950s, but like, it's a little racy. <laughs> so yeah, I just assumed it, does. it was FX. Uh, so, you guys, uh, Reboot follows an early 2000s family sitcom that Hulu has rebooted and their dysfunctional cast that must deal with their unresolved issues in today's fast-changing world. I mean, that's actually a pretty well-written synopsis. Yeah. For once. Yes, I I, I uh, fully agree. So, this cast, this cast is full of people that you all should literally know. Mm-hmm. So, first off, we have Keegan-Michael Key playing Reed Sterling, who we know. I mean, yeah, like, like you know his credits. Key and Peele, y'all know. Exactly. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. Next, uh, which was a surprise for me being in the show, was Johnny Knoxville, who plays Clay Barber. Also probably more well-known. Than Keel Michael Key? Yeah. I think, I think, I think. Known for longer. I think if you think historically, like, yeah. I, not historically, but I think generationally, mm-hmm. if I, if that makes sense. Because Jackass yeah. was what late nineties, early two yes. thousands, and then the Wild Boys, yeah, and like he did all those. Key and Pill was more late two thousands mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, I'm with you. Then we have Rachel Bloom who plays Hannah, and Rachel Bloom is huge, huge theater star, I believe. But also the thing that I know her best from was Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Really? That, let me see. I need to go look at her credits. Yes, Crazy Ex Girlfriend was a CW show that. I fell out of after two seasons because it started to get a little weird, but she wrote like a, they wrote like a lot of original songs they would sing in, in, in that show. And she was great. I want to say she won a golden globe for ex-girlfriend or craziest girlfriend. If I'm correct. Um, do you, you remember making you listen to a song called I'm feeling kind of naughty tonight? Yes. That was Rachel Bloom. Okay. She wrote that for craziest girlfriend. Cause yeah, I'm looking at the picture and it does not look anything like her character in yeah. the show. Yeah. She's cool. Uh, we also have uh, Callum Worthy, who plays Zach Jackson. I know who Callum Worthy is. I didn't know him from really anything. He's from Austin Alley. That was on Disney Channel. Um, so <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't know. It. Like when I saw him, I was like, he looks familiar. But I, I I went through and looked. I really don't think I've seen anything he's been in. He was a little, he was kind of like a quirky kid in in Austin and Alley. And Austin Alley, I believe, if I remember correctly, was about this guy named Austin who is like a pop star or wants to be a pop star. I don't remember. I'm not even going to try and guess. But uh, that's the show that he was in. And then I think we, we can name a couple others, I think. We have to we have to talk about Judy Greer, who plays Bree Marie Jensen. Yes. I love Judy Greer. Judy, she did a great job. Judy Greer is in Archer. She uh, plays... I want to say Crystal. Is her, her name is not Crystal. She keeps changing her name. I think, I think it's supposed to be Carol. But she's been Archer for a long, long, long time. She's been in a shit ton of movies. 40 she old version. In, this is 40. Knocked up. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl. Cheryl Tunt is okay. who she plays in Archer. And she's still playing. But Judy Greer has been around for a long, 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 long time. And then lastly, um, we're talking about classic stuff. Paul Reiser. Is it out of the blue, Gordon. and 
I'm not going to say I watched a lot of Paul Reiser stuff back in the day, but I know who Paul Reiser is. Yeah, I mean, Beverly Hills Cop, like, that's the stuff I know him from. Yeah. The Boys a little bit. Like, he was in, he played the legend. Like, there's a couple things. Yeah, I think he's having a resurgence. Yeah. If I'm correct, because he was big in the 90s, really huge in the 90s, 90s TV, 90s movies. Huge, huge, huge. Um, It was actually cool to kind of see him. He was in My Two Dads. Loved My Two Dads. Did you love My Two Dads? You were like two. But do you know what My Two Dads is? No. My Two Dads. It was a, it was a sitcom, you guys, back in like the late 80s. And it had, uh, what's her name? Stacey Keegan, maybe that was her name. But it had Paul Reiser, Greg Evigan, and Stacey Keenan. Mm. And basically, I don't really remember the premise. All I know that it was called My Two Dads. And, uh, oh, oh, I found a synopsis. Really? Oh, my God. Wow. When Marcy Bradford dies, she leaves her teenage daughter, Nicole, in the custody of two ex-boyfriends. <laughs> what? Michael, a straight-laced and formal man, and Joey, a wild artist. <laughs> what a stupid show. I but do, you, you watched I it. I remember this show, though. I was probably like six or seven, to be honest. I was very young when this show came out. What, when did it come out? 1987. I was like four. I wasn't born. It had Dick Buckkiss in it. <laughs> oh my God, wrong subject. So uh, uh, that's well, that's where we know Paul Reiser from. You're welcome. There you go. So we, we've got the we went through cast and crew pretty quickly. It's, it's I think it's where we know him. We're like, yo, I know you, yo. Well, and it's you. also because they're so well known. I feel like the, the listeners should know them as well. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So you guys, this show, uh, the the cast is this is this is like we said, it is Hulu original. Uh-huh. And what happens is that this cast got like were really famous back in the day, back in the nineties, um, in, in the late nineties, two thousands, where with, with the uh, a, a sitcom called Step Right Up, yep, which you guys like. Come on, it's it's the quintessential kind of like TGIF, Family Matters. Um, what's the other one? Step by Step. Yep. Where are we going? What else are we going? Eight it's, simple rules for dating my teenage daughter. That so was little, that was out. That was a little long. That was out. That was out for me. But yes, so it is in, in that vein where the sitcom was very like, you know, it, it was sitcommy. Yeah. And then the main writer was actually Paul Reiser's character Gordon. Mm-hmm. And then basically what happens is Gordon's estranged daughter Hannah, played by Rachel Bloom, decides to reboot the series but make it more serious and make it of more of like a drama well right? and, and and spoilers again this is the thing you find out in the first episode is like she re she reboots this entire episode the series and she pitches the first episode as you find out that reed uh has a dirty secret at the end which is hannah the daughter because you don't know that to the very end of the first episode well she she wrote in she she's writing in that that the main character has a secret daughter yeah and she's basically trying to parallel her own life exactly and then I believe she gets the she gets the cast involved, original mm-hmm. cast gets involved, and then I believe they try to shut her down, but but they end up bringing Gordon, her father, in. No, Gordon owns the rights, and he tried to shut them down. Right, and that's where she quit because she can't work with them. Right, but they brought her. The cast didn't know that she was his daughter at the time, so they went and got her back, and then she kind of just lays everything out. Right, right. And they're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Cause th- these people are like, they're, they're not like, I, th- I think aside from, um, Jack, who is, uh, 
Callum Morty's character. Yeah. The rest of them are really kind of like struggling. Like well, they don't have like a lot of, they're not still acting. I think that Jack is, but I think he's starting to get a little too old for, you know, the quintessential Disney weird movies. Well, and it's just, it's just funny because, and, and that's one of the parts I was going to talk about here in like why I enjoyed the show is it Jack who everybody plays off as like, he was the dumb, cute kid and he's done all these little stupid movies. But if you go through and listen, like every episode, he has a different movie or two. He's like, so he's been in like 12 movies. He's got these passive income streams. He's the most well off out of the right. entire cast, right? Which is hilarious. Yeah. And that's why a lot of them were like leading into this show. They're like, we really need this. You know, yeah. we really need this reboot to happen. We need that kind of steady stream. But I mean, as we're going along, we really kind of realize, you know, who these people kind of are. We, we learned that it's not really a spoiler, but we learned that Reed and Bree used to date. Yeah. Um, and we also learned that yeah, the show kind of fell apart that because Reed left. Right. Uh, the, the clay, uh, Johnny Knoxville's character clay was, uh, was an alcoholic druggy addict. Yes. During those days. And then the kid Jack was just like there because he was literally a child. Yeah. During that time. But it, it is kind of like, I will say Bree's side story after the show is the most weird. Yeah. That she goes it, off and becomes a duchess. Yeah. That was like in, some in random Norway. Country. Yeah. It, some random country. Yeah. That was kind of uh, that was kind of cool. But then but so so we're seeing that this interaction between these people and then there's a whole separate interaction with like the writers because Hannah oh. is, you know, a writer and so is her father Gordon. Mm-hmm. And she brings in her own set of writers who were obviously, you know, the millennial type, the Gen Z type. Yes. And then he brings in well, when, when like when the redheaded um guy who I don't remember the exact comment, but like when Gordon comes in, he's just like, you know, to get to the bottom of or top, I don't want to like specify like like yeah. when he makes his offhand and, and they're like literal gasp. Yes, yeah. And he brings in his 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 old crew mm-hmm. that used to write and they're all you know, verbal and dick jokes and like, and like, uh, um, like they're very vulgar. Uh, and it's kind and of like Jewish. Yes. And it's just like kind of seeing this weird, you know, this weird dichotomy between like old school, and new school. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like playing off of what we think now where it, where, where, where comedy is kind of in this, in this weird space, mm-hmm. I think where it's like, how, how far is too far? when it comes to, you know, comedy. Yeah. And I think that they really kind of do kind of a cool little job of really examining that in kind of like a funny way. Well, and, and real quick side note. So the female uh, writer that uh, Gordon brought in, the older mm-hmm. female, she plays Gypsy and Gilmore Girls. She's actually one of the characters in that show. She's been a ton of stuff. She actually played uh, Senora somebody in That's the Raven on Disney Channel. She's played a teacher in a lot of things. But she's hilarious. Yeah, she's great in everything that she's been in. Like she was in a, She's been in a ton of stuff on Disney Channel, too. But, uh, but yeah, so that is – so you're really seeing, like, both kind of parties kind of, like, learning about each other and kind of figuring things out, which is really kind of cool. But what I love about the whole – and it's, I mean, maybe this is the point they're trying to make – is that they're rebooting a sitcom, but you never get to see the sitcom. The whole show is off camera oh, yeah. pretty much. Like, you yeah. see, like, them record a scene or two and, like, how they practice – but out of a reboot of a sitcom, and the show is about the sitcom, you don't see it ever. Right. You you see. I don't think you see any recordings. You see. I think you see. 
You see them practice. I scenes. think you see the first. I think you see the very first episode, maybe like the, the, the like the last part of the very first episode. Because yeah. I feel like I remember them like having a, a live studio audience, maybe yes, if I'm correct. Back. Mm-hmm. And then that's the only time you ever see it. Yeah. So you it, it that that I didn't I didn't I honestly didn't realize that, but that that definitely makes that's definitely kind of a, a, a weird way of doing it, which is kind of funny. Well, and because and that's the whole thing is like every episode is them rehearsing the scenes cutting the pages adding mm-hmm. new scenes doing mm-hmm. rewrites and i will admit it never really got old i don't think they like rested on their laurels or relied on a certain specific kind of like joke or something every week like something was new and different and mm-hmm. it's interesting i think yeah they they really did bring like they do have this this comedic aspect but also this real aspect mm-hmm. in there because it because we do find out, like we said, like Clay is, was was an alcoholic addict. Yes. Um, we do find out that he is going to AA, but we find out in like this really weird, kind of funny way. But it's very serious for him mm-hmm. because it's a very serious moment. But they really do kind of bust in with the comedy a little bit to make it, yeah. you know, I guess like to, to bring it to bring it back up to get a, a levity bit. there. So it's not all serious. Yeah, and then I mean, you, you see a couple things with like with Jack the kid. Uh, and and his like relation like him trying to f- trying to move on with his relationship. He's trying to find, he's trying to date this girl, yes. and you see that kind of drama, and you kind of start seeing his insecurities. Even after like you, you they spend the first three or four episodes like and he's like oh I was like nobody remembers who he is. They're all like who's that kid? Like who are you? And he's like I'm Jack. Like I was with you guys. And they're like really who are you? Like well, when Bree turns and goes I would like a sparkling water and like <laughs> uh, orders her and he goes like no 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 I I'm Jack and she's like. No, you're not. Like who? Like who? I don't know who you're talking about. What kid? And that, that's the whole. And so he remembers his experience as being like this huge part of his life. And, well, they were his family when he was younger, right? So you you kind of see a little bit of that insecurity kind of pop up a little bit later in the series. I thought what I thought was like really cool and weird. Yeah, how they were able to really do that. I, I, uh, the Jewish basketball game was hilarious. Yeah, we're like because you realize like he's like you said he's in that age range where he's like breaking out of being a disney character but he still like appeals to some of the younger crowd Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like like he's in that weird age range still yeah i i I do wish i think there's a couple things i do wish i do wish that like um kegel michael key played his character a little straighter i almost felt like he was a little too on the nose well, and and his whole character, like his description, was he was that Yale trained, sophisticated, thinks right. he's better than everybody else because of his education kind of guy. Right, and maybe the, and maybe that was part of it, but I feel like that when other characters were kind of letting some things go, I feel like he never did. Even when he, even I, I think even when the scene called for it to, it still never. He was almost still too precise. The only time I think he did let something go was when he had dinner with Gordon. Yeah, yeah, I guess I get that too, to, to, to a point. Uh, I'll agree. But he, he is also in that range where he's older and he's kind of having to like, do I bow out gracefully? Do I keep mm-hmm. pursuing the craft? Do mm-hmm. I do I help the next generation, which you see him help a little bit with, with Timberly? Timberly. Uh, we were going to bring her up. Uh, but like, just, I don't know. He Like, everybody's in that like weird age. Even Bree's like, you can't cast me as a grandma. That's right. the death of characters and women in, in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and they do um as we said we have, we have a main cast, but they do bring in Timberly, who is the uh she is brought in to kind of spice up the show and get the show ratings because she's a huge yeah. reality show. Um a huge reality show What was the reality show? Actress? I forgot. 
Uh, what was it like? Slut or Fuck Buddy Mountain? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Fuck Buddy Mountain. Yeah, but she's been on reality shows, so she's the one who's bringing the social media aspect. She's the one the that's bringing crowd. the younger crowd, the audience, because she's yes. popular in, in in that way. And I think that uh, she kind of fizzles out really toward the end. I mean, as far as the character, as far as her character, really, the different jokes think, and things they could play with her, but like she becomes kind of like a, a she is a strong. Don't be wrong, but she is a supporting character. Right, right, right. I, uh, yes, I, I agree with that as well. But I just thought I was like Timberly. That's her name. It's just, but she's she's supposed to be the on camera version of Hannah. She's supposed to be the child that Gordon, who they based Reed's character on, mm-hmm. has. So like, like it's it's supposed to be the reflection of the two of like Gordon and Hannah. Right, right, right. right. Uh, but yeah, it's it really is. There, and the reason we thought this was like a a I thought it was an FX shows because we, we we see boobage, yeah, which caught me way off guard. And then it's it there is a lot of like. I guess cursing and a lot of like, like we said, a lot of dick jokes, a lot of just vulgar material. And when I say vulgar, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, like I was fully, I'm on board with any of that. I'm yeah. not like, I'm not like some crazy person. It, it like, was done classically. It wasn't overdone. I didn't think it was classy. I was, I was just, I was well, just like, it wasn't overdone. It just caught me. I was just like, is this a Hulu? Really? Is this yeah. a Hulu original? But then also Hulu's, uh, Hulu originals, Handmaid's Tale. They're like literally hanging people off walls. So, obviously, I don't know why I thought this was a stretch. Did, did you not catch the Handmaid's Tale reference in the first episode? Maybe. So they were trying to figure out what to reboot, and they like got back to this, and like, is it edgy enough? Is it, and I don't know. And the guy who had the the, the authority to greenlight it, he goes, "Well, I am the one who greenlit Hands Tell Handmaid's Tell for a fifth season." Everybody's like, "It was brilliant. I loved your decision to do that." Like it was like a real quick like throwaway comment. But. Yeah, that's the other thing about this is that it they are on like Hulu's lot, so they're playing this as Hulu. Yeah, is rebooting this show. Yeah, so which is I guess what they call it to be meta. Like Hulu has a show called Reboot about a show that Hulu is rebooting in the show like it's yeah. like a whole weird thing so you th- so you see like execs or not really execs but if they're hulu execs or, or what have you in that which is kind of a, a different kind of it's a small piece of that so, but and and did you and did you know and i, I want to verify this is hulu part of disney because they kept talking about how like they're partnering so they it's like does does disney own hulu how many possibly disney got their finger in everybody everybody Woo-hoo. exactly <laughs> everybody mickey Mickey better take them gloves off. He only got three fingers on each hand. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, somebody sitting on every single one of them. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sorry. Yeah, because they kept talking about like you know the the reference of like, well, I got my Disney discount. And they're like, you got a Disney discount? Oh yeah. No, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I think we've. I think we we can we can we can slide into Bay of the Week. What do you? Yeah, think? we we we've, we've exhausted of not spoiling too much, but talking about how the show's yeah, about. Yeah. Let's jump into Bay. I don't really know because even though this, sh- I don't know. My brain, my brain goes to the when I don't know. My brain goes to, to the person I just like the most, and mm-hmm. that's Judy Greer, just because I enjoy her in every single thing that she's ever been in. Yeah, but then I'm also like Paul Reiser was actually kind of cool in this as well, and I do like Paul Reiser. So for me, it's kind of between those two. See, I like Judy's character better. Brie to me. When I look at the interactions she brought to it, the the animosity towards Tim really to begin with, and the friendship, and then the kind of like one-off experience they had together, and then the are she and Reed together, and then how that affected Reed's relationship with Nora, and then the one episode where Bree ends up in the writing room and she's trying to like pitch herself with all these amazing like side. Mm-hmm. 
I think Breed has had the like subtle, not like in your face comedic moments, and you kind of had to watch for them, but they were still funny and done well. And cool. I just wanted to see more Brie. Cool. Judy Greer, as she should be. I she deserves like full on. I love Judy Greer. She was great in the show. She's so good in every fucking thing. So lastly, is this a watch or not? I am giving it 100% a watch. I think this was a well-written, well-deserved watch for me. Okay. Hilarious, not over the top, still kept a little serious. It it, it did what it wanted to do. It wanted to make a upscale, modern-day sitcom that's not too sitcom-y. Okay. I think it did what it will. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a 100% watch. I'm an 80% watch. Um, but it's still a watch. Yes. I mean, it's still a watch for me. I think when I think back on it, I think how many times did I really laugh out loud? I it, I was more internally chortling. I'll give you this. I did. There is maybe it's, twice. I kind of like, yeah, died. It's, laughing. It, it, it's, it's an internal chortle. If I may. Fair enough. And I was like, okay, but, but, but when I was watching it, actually, but I still was like, okay, I like watching this and I like seeing where this is going, and the story is actually pretty cool, mm-hmm. and the writing is actually pretty good as well. So that's why I'm like, it's a watch. Am I, are you going to laugh out loud? Maybe, possibly, maybe not really. Like two, three but, times max. But I like it enough to where I'm like, I hope they get a second season where they can, where they, where they can try again to make me guffaw, you know? Yeah. You love all the words I have for uh, for chuckling and laughing, don't you? Yeah. Uh, did you know chortle was a uh, was a word? Yeah, I like chortle. Did you know guffaw was a word? Uh, I've said it many a time. Yeah, I was like, I think pod. I think you're the one I've ever heard say it, but yes. I I, lo- I love a guffaw. I love a good guffaw. I'm sure you do. Jafar from Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, that's all. I mean, this was a this was it was a joy to watch. I'll say it was a yeah. joy. It was nothing short of uh, a delight. If I'm if. If I could say so myself. I think this might have been our easiest review just because the cast is so well known. Yeah. The the idea of what you were doing, you can kind of guess what the humor is. So yeah. like we didn't want to spoil the jokes. So we tried to stay a little bit more from the spoilers. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, it was just an easy review and watch, I think. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. I like that. Easy bake oven. Yeah. You're welcome for that. Put that in your back pocket. Boop. Did you know that thing was baked by like a light? Like yeah. a light bulb? I mean, I never had one because obviously if I wanted one, it'd be like, who's that gay kid with, with the pink Easy Bake Oven? And then try to make the one for boys that was like, it like, had like... The gummy things. Like worms and yeah, shit. Yeah, my brother had that one. God. Gender norms are fucked. You know that, right? Well, that's a great note to end did you, on. Did you ever play with Barbies? I had a Ken doll. You had a Ken doll? Yeah. Why did you have a Ken doll? You My gay? mom bought me a random Ken doll. <laughs> Does she know what she did? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even remember if I even played just like, a like, Ken doll, like yeah. by himself. Well, I mean, I had like the, I I had the dolls like like the Zords and things like you could like put the Power Ranger stuff together. Back yeah, I'm not. Did you have a Barbies? Did you know Barbies? No, Ken is a Barbie. I think it was like a GI Joe Ken, but like it's a Barbie. But it was Ken. Okay, are, y'all think you're understanding what I'm what, oh, what no. I'm putting down? I, I'm just trying to ignore the conversation you're trying to have. It is a Barbie. There are there are Barbies. Yeah, the Barbies. Yeah, are Barbie. I get it. Skipper. I get it. I know you were like a skipper. Yeah, I'm really Ken. Like, yeah, and then Kim was the only male, right? Yeah. So so Kid is a Barbie. Barbie is also a Barbie. 
And so is Skipper. Skipper's a Barbie. Well. I get what you're going with. All squares are rectangles, not all rectangles are squares. I get it. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to go with that analogy, it's Einhorn is Finkel, Finkel is Einhorn. Okay. <laughs> get it correct. Yes. Get it correct. Okay. <laughs> so you had, so I just understand why you had a kid doll, why it was just the kid doll. I don't know. Did it have a car with it? No. So it was just military We kid. didn't buy an accessory. We were poor. I mean, I'm, I wasn't going, like, you gotta go, I, that's not what I was saying. Why are you making fun of me? Nobody's making fun of you. Wait, look, we all couldn't afford that, that telephone in the car like there's rich people over here. Okay, first of all, first of all. I feel like we should end this and have this conversation off First here. of all. It don't matter if our parents had car phones in their car back in the, back in the late 90s or 2000s. <laughs> like, you, where, where uh, calling this person is a very exact window of time. <laughs> like, you have, to, you have to catch them in the car. In the car. Uh, so, so thinking back, were, were those things that made sense? Probably not. <laughs> but, you know, I did have kids who, who, were, who uh, were friends about who did think I was rich. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I ain't got no money. I'm not seeing any of that influx. Look, what you didn't have a I had maid. To, I had to buy everything you myself. Didn't, you didn't have a maid. You didn't get served caviar on your birthday. Even what? if we did, commoner. It, even if we did, it was like I was like, oh, I'm getting a car. Yeah, I got car phones, all kinds of shit. I was like, no, no, no. You buying your own car? You're paying for your own insurance. I got nothing handed to me until I got into college, and then it was like, here you go, which made sense to me. But you know, it's fine. So now that we know that MJ has played with Ken only. I play with Barbies. I love the fucking Barbie moment. I love dressing and undressing her. I love I love combing her hair. I love putting her heels on. How did we get here? Um, I don't want to relive the whole conversation, but like, how do we like? We're about to I sign off and say bye, and we got to here. I don't remember. Okay. I feel like we should get, we should get Barbies. I'm not gonna. Why would I care if I got a Barbie? I have toys on my shelves or behind you. I right know. Now. And how come none of them are Barbies? Well, because I don't like Barbie. You sexist. I will listen to the new Barbie movie, though. I'm not watching that. I refuse. To be honest oh with you. God. Kid and Barbie are supposed to be like in their mid-20s. And as hot as Ryan Gosling is, he's, what, 40 now? Probably. I mean, couldn't it have been somebody younger? Okay. Trevor Donovan could have done it. Trevor Donovan is a good, would be a good kid. Do you know who Trevor Donovan is? Uh, I'll have to see his face. Uh, he would be a good one, but he might be like 42. Who knows? All right, you guys. Well, you know what? Thanks for tuning in. Um, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And don't forget about Instagram, you guys, at watchornotpod. Don't forget you can support the pod by joining our Patreon at Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Talk to you soon.